Hello, friends. I'm Salil Tripathi from the Institute. And I'm in Lausanne on a very warm and sunny evening uh, with Colin Jackson, the champion athlete, champion dancer, if I may, <laughs> and a great believer in the importance of sports to improve lives and imbue some values in, in our lives. Um, and we've been talking earlier today as well about the importance of human rights and how they can be embedded into sports per se, and they are interlinked. Recently, Billie Jean King spoke about that also at the mm -hmm. UN. Uh, could you elaborate on that? Why are sports and human rights interlinked? Well, it's perfect because sports itself is a, is a huge voice. I don't think there's a platform anywhere else um, bigger than, than sports. You know, we know music always has great resonance to people and it can transcend uh, cultures and even language. But nothing does it. Nothing empowers people like top-class sport. So when there's top-class sport and you're, I guess, a, a participant and a champion of it, it, it gives you a voice. And I think you should always use your voice in the positive way that is possible and give good, clear messaging. Because, you know what, this good, strong, clear message um, just makes it, I guess, humanizes you. It makes you see that you see the world a little bit more than just where you are. For myself, a track. I'm, I was not just only right. a, a track athlete. You know, I I, I travelled. I saw what was happening in the world, and for me, it was really going to be important that any time that people ask me is not to shy away from issues. And I think lots of times, many sportsmen and women feel like they should only focus on their sport and not get distracted by anything else. But actually, human rights, it's not a distraction. It's fact. Mm -hmm. And the only reason why you're making an issue of it is because it's not a positive thing. And you have the opportunity of saying, I don't agree with that. What can I do to, to make a difference? So for me, that's why sports so well interlinks by giving young people who live in this world um, and have a future in this world a voice. So when you're talking about speaking for or speaking out for human rights, in a way the challenges you face are similar to what companies face when they are also called upon to act. And very often when companies speak out of turn, people say, what do you know about it? It's a complicated issue. And they could say the same to a cricketer, a footballer, or an athlete, that this is too complicated how Russia treats the gay community or China treats dissidents or India treats the Dalits. What would your response to that be? I'm not a simple human being. Yes. <laughs> I, I see right. and I travel. Yes. And I have an opinion. I express it in that particular way. And if you don't agree with something, I see no reason why you can't just disagree with something. Yes. You know, that, that, there's nothing wrong with disagreeing with it. You don't have to know the ins and outs and the very intricacies of every statement that is put out there. You just got to have a gut feeling. And you're talking from what you see and how you feel, how a circumstance makes you feel mm -hmm. and who can ever be the person to tell you you don't feel that way right nobody can right you the only one who knows right. that so if you feel something just say it absolutely just say it sometimes as you say people may may think of you say why are we listening to him he has no clue no idea well let's see yeah. <laughs> well, whenever these big sports events take place, clearly there is need to build new infrastructure, stadiums and roads and sometimes airports. Clearly that might lead to some people being moved and so on. And that leads to human rights crises too. 
what would you want a good sports administrative body to do in future? We at the Institute have been talking about the need for embedding human rights principles in their approaches. And one of that, of course, means listening and yeah. you know communicating more effectively. Yeah. Do you think um, Do you think the sports bodies are doing enough of that? Listening is always a problem, <laughs> as yes. we know. We're human beings. Yes. We all know. We can just be honest and yes. and say how we saw. Sometimes we, we 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 pretend to listen, but we don't actually hear. Mm -hmm. So perhaps for for example, when you're pitching for a big major event, perhaps we should do it the other way round. So before you pitch the stadium, <laughs> you should yes. really pitch about what the human rights situation. Yes. Will be. So you go and you say, look what we have. We have this piece of paper because we've already done the work to go around and say to people, if we bring this to you, this major event, um, uh, are you happy enough that we have to build X, Y and Z? And unfortunately, some people may have to move, but we will be replacing it. We will be improving it, etc., etc. So if we kind of try and, and be clever about it by reversing it and feeling like you've already got permission to sell this mm -hmm. idea, this concept yes. of a mega event beforehand, then we'd have very little problems like right. this. Right. So it's just, a, it's just a way of thinking and putting things the other way around. And I guess sometimes by listening to people, you get that first of all. Are you optimistic? I feel like I'm optimistic. Uh -huh. When I look at a glass of water, I always say it's half full. Right. <laughs> right. So yeah, I really do believe that, yeah. Right. Now, part of the reason I asked that was uh, on the very realistic proposition that increasingly now the games are going to the developed world, developing world yeah. and yeah. going to places which do have at least a questionable record of human rights. Mm -hmm. And increasingly, if you want to do something in Norway or Western mm -hmm. Europe or the U.S., there is going to be you know pressure not to do for a whole host of reasons, mm -hmm. including the high cost involved. Mm -hmm. So I'm just wondering how best can can it work? Does it mean organizations like IOC, FIFA should work most closely with the Office of High Commission of Human Rights, for example, at the UN? That would help. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. it, it would help. But also, you've got to realize some of the, the, the major sponsors of these, the partners that right. get involved in events, they are from the Western world. Right. So they have, you say, the developed world who have these very high ethics and right. standards, etc. And perhaps they should be the ones that are putting more pressure mm -hmm. on um, to change things around. Right. Or to just be open visually and say what the situation <laughs> is there and try to make it clear and make sure there's some kind of work that's going on in the background that will allow this story to be told. You know, and I think for me that's really the, the, the important thing is not to shy away from, from anything or, or incidents. People, as I say, are, are not fools. You know, that's one thing. We can never say people are, are foolish. Yes. So when you hear a story and you listen to it, of course, they will know um, what it's like. They'll have an idea yeah. and they'll have sympathy. Right. And the key thing for us is to, to perhaps create more empathy with people who are suffering from these human rights situations. Perhaps our attitudes would change more and we would do things, and like, like I said before, do things in the right order. Right to get our message across and to also make a game a successful and happy one all around. Yes, uh, that's a wonderful note to end on and maybe all go faster, higher and stronger, right? Absolutely. That's what they say, yes. Absolutely. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you for your time. Thank you.